Attention! This makes absolutely no sense. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Sanders Facts. Sanders Facts Podcast. What is going on, y'all? Welcome into the latest edition of the Xander's Facts Podcast. I am, of course, the aforementioned Xander. We are rolling with episode 51 of the podcast here on Wednesday, January 26, 2022. Thank you all for listening. And remember, if you like the Xander's Facts Podcast, I think you're going to like this episode of the Xander's Facts Podcast. Remember to click the follow button, download the podcast, rate the podcast, review the podcast, and then go on all your socials to Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all those, because you're on them 24-7. Go follow, like, Xander's Facts at Xander with a Z. And most importantly, you got to spread the facts. Tell all your friends about the Xander's Facts podcast. And if you haven't listened to any of our past episodes, you got to go do that because we celebrated episode 50 of the podcast last week. We talked about a bunch of maps and it was really exciting. Go listen to that. That was terrible. And check out our Xander's Facts link tree. Our link tree page has got all the Xander's Facts stuff that you need. That is linked in this episode's description. We have got a big podcast this week. We are talking sports all over the place. It was a huge football weekend this weekend, which you've probably heard about by now, but we're still going to talk about it anyway. But first, Xander invited the one and only Xander's Facts soccer guru, Emma Adams, the EPA, back onto the podcast this week because... We are about midway through the club soccer season. We're in the end of January. So we had to jump across the pond to talk about the beautiful game. We're talking soccer this week, plus a little U.S. soccer, because the World Cup qualifiers are resuming this Thursday. The U.S. men's national team. Support your national team! We're going to talk about that. We talked about Premier League, Champions League. There's a Club World Cup, apparently. We're going to talk about that. All those things right here on the Xander's Facts Podcast with the Xander's Facts Soccer Guru EPA are coming up as the Xander's Facts Podcast continues. Xander's Facts. You can't have that cookie, Elmo. Rocco wants to eat it. Xander's Facts Podcast, episode 51. We are back. We have got a special guest on the podcast, a returning guest. She hasn't been on in a while, so I thought we'd bring her back. Emma Adams is here to talk soccer. EPA, how are you? I'm good. Good evening, listeners. How's everyone doing? Good evening. What? Well, I hope they're good. How are you, Xander? It's three o'clock in the afternoon. They might be listening in the morning. I'm okay. But we, well, I am actually very good because it was a good weekend this weekend for my team which we're going to talk about because we are talking soccer or as some people call it football. Football. There is a bunch of soccer going on right now. So we got to talk about that. But first we're going to start over in England because the Premier League is going on. And right now there are three teams who are at the top of the table who have really separated themselves. There's yuck Manchester city, boo Liverpool and the best team in the world, Chelsea, who are somehow in third. Well, there is a reason. Well, all right. What is that reason, Emma Adams? Well, if you look at their goal difference, they're nine behind their next to level up. So there's a reason for that. Liverpool. 
Well, Manchester City are nine points ahead of second place Liverpool because Man City, they just drew Southampton this weekend. But before that, they had won their last 12 Premier League matches. Mm-hmm. Their last loss or draw was a loss to Crystal Palace back on October 30th, and it is the end of January. So Man City are looking like they're probably going to get the cup. If you look at that, Liverpool have a game in hand. And if they can win that game, they lower the gap to six points, which is doable. Well, I guess they could. Liverpool's at 48 points, but Liverpool kind of shot up there because it was Chelsea. Chelsea was ahead. They were at the top, like beginning of the season. But that didn't happen because then Man City popped up. Chelsea was ahead of Liverpool and Liverpool popped up ahead of Chelsea now. And Liverpool also have two games in hand on Chelsea. Chelsea has played more games than anyone. Yeah. That's unfair. Well, because because they actually have other games to play, like Club World Cup and stuff, which we'll talk about. Calm down, bro. But first off, Emma, I'm sure assessment on the season so far, because you've got the three teams up at the top. Your team is Liverpool. So how have they been doing this year? You know, I watched the game yesterday. It was okay. They won 3-1, but it was a little uh, dull. I would say it's not what a fan would like to see from their team. Right now, every team's got some players out due to different tournaments, so that makes it harder for everyone. The season itself, I definitely say there's been some upsets. I mean, you started the season and United was mid-table in the first half of the season. You've got Leicester, who's 10th, who've been good competition um, the past few years. Even Everton being 16th, that is disappointing for them. That is disappointing for them. It's good for Liverpool. Ugh. And even Tottenham, a lot lower than expected at 7th place. West Ham and 5th, good competition for uh, Champions League, potentially, if they could make 4th. But it's been it's been a fun season so far. Yeah, the spot, the race for fourth, there's a huge race because there's a bunch of teams who are right within each other because fourth place is, of course, the last spot to get into the Champions League for next season. You've got Man United, who is at 38 points. They've got fourth right now. West Ham is fifth. They're a point behind. Arsenal and Tottenham are six and seven, but they're just two points behind of Man United. And then the Wol- and then Wolves are right there at eighth. Yeah, all of those teams have only played 20 or 21 games. So... They've got a few games on hands on everyone. So that, that'll be a fun race, I think. So you've really got the top three right now or Chelsea. People were a little worried about Chelsea because they were in pretty bad form recently. They've been drawing a bunch of people. They lost to Man City, which kind of bumped them out of the title race. But they got a big win on Sunday over Tottenham, who they have beaten four times now. How about that? This season, because they beat them back in the Premier League last year. 2021 and then they played in the semifinal for the Carabao Cup that's two legs they beat them in the first leg they beat them in the second leg beautiful I think Chelsea is an all-around good team if you if you look at City Liverpool and Chelsea you get all-around good teams you get teams that have subs that can come on that are good you don't have one individual player that's like without them you know you're gonna lose but if you look at In my opinion, if you look at teams like United, Arsenal, Tottenham, Leicester, you have very talented, skilled players, but they're all individuals, really. They they don't gel like a team. I've always felt that way about United, especially with Ronaldo, Pogba, players like that, where you get like individual stars, but you don't really get a good team um, aspect going. Yeah, so you've got those three teams up at the top, and Liverpool... 
don't have Mo Salah right now because he's over at AFCON, isn't he? And they don't have um, Mane, which is big for both of them. So, But if you look, they have their two of their best players, but they're still winning games. They still have subs that can come on. And the, be- the good thing about Liverpool right now is they've got a lot of young kids that they're bringing up that have been able to play, which is good. All right, so EPA, make your prediction here. Because at the beginning of the season, I made all my soccer predictions for the top five leagues, and I picked Chelsea to win the Premier League. Well, That didn't work out. But who do you think is going to win the Premier League, and then who do you think is going to get that fourth spot to get in the Champions League? Realistically, as much as I, as much as I do want to say Liverpool will win the league. They won't. Realistically, I'm going to say the top three remain the same. And then I'm going to say West Ham gets that fourth spot. That's disappointing. Yeah, and I'm going to say United gets fifth and goes Europa. Oh, Ronaldo. Oh, I hate Ronaldo. Well, they're in the Champions League right now, Man United is, so they've still got a chance to go. But we'll talk about that. But if Man City wins, that'll be their second straight trophy for the Premier League and their fourth since 2018. And if Liverpool win it, that'll be their second overall first since 2020 when they won it for the first time. And then this would be Chelsea's first since 2017. So that's the top of the table. Get down to the bottom, like relegation. Hmm. Newcastle, Watford, and Burnley are all, those are the three that would be relegated right now. And Norwich was right there too, but Norwich has Josh Sargent. Who I don't know if you know him, but he scored two goals against somebody on Friday and bumped them out of relegation. And he's an American, even though he's not going to World Cup qualifiers. So, all right. So, what are your predictions for relegation? My predictions for relegation? I have no clue. So, right now, Burnley is last. They've got 12 points. Watford's 14 points. Newcastle's 15. Norwich is 16. Everton is like down there too. They got 19. So, I think, well, I don't want to say Norwich because they've got, now I'm a fan of them. Well, they also have Todd Cantwell and I really like him. I'm a big Norwich fan on the low. So I would like to see them stay up in the Premier League. I think I'll say those three, Newcastle, Watford, and Burnley, because they've kind of separated themselves right now. Because like above that, you've got Everton and Leeds and Brentford and they're kind of, I guess, okay. I don't think Everton could, I guess. No one cares. Well, I was going to say, those three, because when you talk about those three and a couple of other teams, they have gotten rid of their managers. There have been eight clubs who have parted ways with their managers since the season began. And one club has parted ways twice. Watford, who sacked their manager in October, and then their new manager who they got in October is now gone. Today. Today. <laughs> Newcastle, who are in the bottom. Tottenham, who now have Antonio Conte. Norwich. Aston Villa, Newcastle, Man United, and Everton. Well, that's interesting to me because like in other sports, you usually don't see, you know, a bunch of teams just parting ways with their coaches like in the middle of the season. So is this like normal or is this like some kind of random crazy season? This is big. I don't think many seasons have seen this, especially with like Tottenham and United. You've got two big clubs both sacking their managers this season. Even Everton, that's rare for them. And if you look at the managers they've sacked, some they have a good rep, like Everton's um, Rafael Benitez, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer for United, Tottenham's Fernando Santos. You've got a lot of good names who were sacked, which is rare. 
Well, yeah, there's there are a bunch of teams at the bottom because Newcastle, Watford, Burnley, Norwich, and Everton, which are the top bottom five teams, have all gotten rid of their managers this season. I mean, the the big drama with Everton was um, Rafael Benitez was Liverpool's old coach who then coached Everton, and there was a bunch of drama that like he would make them lower for Liverpool. <laughs> bunch of jokes and another big thing is stevie g becoming the neo villa coach and who just has coutinho on loan so you look at that and you've got two former players now one's the boss and one's a player on his team well a rumor i've heard this might be for somebody but i've heard of wayne rooney because he is the manager at darby county right now you know what wayne rooney's awful so sick burn I don't think we need to have this. He was amazing at DC United. Hot take, hot take. Wayne Rooney's bad. Well, I don't know about that, but eight teams, that's pretty crazy. That's eight out of 20. That's almost half of the Premier League teams, all because they can't can't catch up to Chelsea. Best team in the world. Seriously? So the Premier League is going on break, as are all the club soccer for right now, after this weekend. So the Premier League goes on break until... February 5th, Burnley and Watford. Ooh, what a match. Bottom of the table. You. And then the rest of the league gets back on Tuesday the 8th, with the exception of Chelsea, who don't play their next Premier League match until Saturday the 19th of February because they're going to the FIFA Club World Cup, which we are now transitioning to. How about that? Are we done yet? So... The FIFA Club World Cup is set to take place in the United Arab Emirates, UAE, beginning on the 3rd of February. And this takes place every year and includes one team who won their Champions League, I guess, from each continent. Or maybe not all of them have Champions Leagues, but some of them do. And it began in 2000 and has been played every year since 2005. But only teams from Europe or South America have won because Real Madrid and Barcelona have been holding it down. Real Madrid has four titles, Barcelona three, Bayern Munich two, and Brazilian club Corinthians was two, and EPA's club Liverpool won it in 2019, and then Man United, Inter, and Milan are the other European clubs to have won it. So right now, Chelsea, because they won the Champions League, they're in it. That's in February, and then Palmeiras. Are you sure? from Brazil is representing South America and they enter the semifinals. And then you've got a bunch of teams from Asia and Africa and Oceania and the Middle East and CONCACAF. Monterey from Mexico is representing CONCACAF. So there you go, M. Adams. Quick picks for Club World Cup. There is a right answer, just to let you know. Uh, Well, Chelsea isn't going to win. Well, I'm going to go with... It's going to be between Brazil, England, and Mexico. Well, Mexico, if Monterey won it in Mexico, they'd be the first North American team to win at CONCACAF. But there is a right answer. Chelsea will probably win. Yes, they will. On the back of Christian Pulisic, best player in the world. Gash facts. Well, actually, let me tell you something, because he hasn't played the last few games, and that's probably okay because he's got three World Cup qualifying matches coming up, which we're going to talk about. But they have got a ton of people. Like, Tuchel is just rotating him out. Yeah. Because they've got Havertz, Mount, Lukaku, others. But they've got a ton of people who they just rotate out, especially on the wings. They just leave Lukaku as striker. And Lukaku has had some issues with Chelsea this year because he said in an interview he didn't want to be there because he didn't like what Tuchel was doing. Yeah, that was some drama. 
It was it was like a interview that he didn't tell um, Tuchel about, and he went on Sky Sports and said he he wasn't happy at Chelsea, and then he got uh, benched. So that was some major drama. But he's back now. I think he will leave over the summer transfer market, but eh, probably will. Pulisic might leave too. That'd be sad. To Barca, but anyone who goes to Barca ends up being a flop. So. Oh no, Barca's gonna be really good. They've got Serginho Des. Oh, another American. Oh my gosh. They'd probably win La Liga. They'd probably win the Champions League. They'd be my new favorite team. I find your lack of fate disturbing. Oh wow. That's the Club World Cup. Both of us have Chelsea, of course. Oh, by the way. If Anyways, you- if you want to watch all the Premier League action, uh, follow it on NBC USA or Peacock. Man, those Peacock games, man, they start like five minutes before the match. Like when I watch a soccer game, I want to watch, I want to put it on the TV like an hour before and they'll have like a pregame show and all that stuff. And there'll be yeah. stuff before, but if you watch it on like ESPN plus or Peacock or something, it starts like five minutes before and I can't do that. Five it's minutes, disappointing. Yeah. Quit whining. But you already know I'd be paying those $7 a month for all this. Yes. For ESPN plus and Peacock. Yes, indeed. And then all the club world cup matches are going to be on Fox sports in the U S next month, but also next month, UEFA has got the champions league. Good job. Next month, we haven't had any Champions League matches since December 8th. That's when the group stage concluded. But it is back and into the knockout rounds for next month. Super exciting. So excited. I know. The round of 16 begins February 15th. We've got Sporting from Portugal taking on Man City. And then Paris Saint-Germain taking on Real Madrid. And then the 16th, Red Bull Salzburg takes on Bayern Munich and Inter take on... Liverpool, Inter Milan, which is disgusting. And then a week later, it's two legs. So this is the first leg. Villarreal, who won the Europa League last year, take on Juventus. And the defending champions of the Champions League, the Blues, take on Lille from France on the 22nd. And then on the 23rd, Benfica takes on Ajax. And then Atletico Madrid takes on Manchester United. So... What's going on with these Champions League matches, Adams? Because it is the round of 16. All right. Here, here are my picks. Oh, picks. All right, here we go. City's going to beat Sporting. Ugh. PSG is going to beat Real. Ugh. Disgusting! Bayern's going to beat Salzburg. Um, Liverpool's going to beat Inner. Juventus is going to beat Villarreal. Chelsea's probably going to beat Lyle. Yes, they will. Ajax is going to beat Benfica. Atletico is going to be United. Wow. I'm sad Barcelona's not in there because they might be my new favorite team. But uh, Salzburg is, they have a very good player. His name is Brendan Aronson, who is in the U.S. He might actually leave, though. He might go to Leeds. That's the rumor. So he might not be there. That's interesting. So we'll see. You know, side note, the Jan- January transfer window has been very quiet this season, in my opinion. Really? Besides Coutinho going to Villa, I haven't really seen any big plays like we have in the past, you know? It hasn't been for the U.S., though, because MLS got their largest transfer fee ever with Ricardo Pepe, who went from Dallas to FC Augsburg. He's only 19 years old. He just turned 19 in January. And he, he played really well for the U.S. this summer. So now he is in Europe. And he's going to be playing at the World Cup qualifiers, which we're going to talk about. Do better. So it wasn't for then. Daryl DK, who was at Orlando, went to West Brom. 
and there have been a bunch of U.S. players. And Pulisic might move. Serginio Dest might go somewhere, maybe Bayern or Chelsea or whoever. Who knows about Weston McKinney because he's balling out at Juventus right now. I'm looking at some gossip, and they're saying that Jesse Lingard is looking away from United, which would be interesting. Who? Chelsea eyeing Bayern Munich's Robert Lewandowski. Tottenham's open to selling Deli Alley. Could you imagine? Chelsea got gets rid of Lukaku and gets Lewandowski. Sorry, Liverpool. That'd be awesome. Man, Lewandowski, Mount on the right side, Pulisic on the left side. Oh my gosh. But that will never happen. Oh my <laughs> gosh, it will. It's going to be incredible. Serginho Test as a right back. Oh yes. What are you talking about? I don't know. DC United has not made many moves. And that is sad because they might lose Paul Ariola, who's a U.S. national, who's pretty good, but we'll see. Well, everyone goes to MLS once they're burnt out or American. So pick and, pick or choose, babe. Well, the rumor is Messi might go in a few years on loan, but we'll see. Yeah, because because he, he's burnt out. He's like 50. He's not like 50. In soccer, he's like 50. Maybe Ronaldo will go. Messi's 34. Everyone ends their career in the U.S. or in China because they get paid more. Mm-hmm. And once you end in the U.S. or China, if you're really good, you go on to be a manager. And if not, you go out to live in L.A. or something. Like Wayne Rooney. Like Wayne Rooney. He's a manager of Man United, probably. Okay, where are we now? We're still talking Champions League. All right, so you said Chelsea's going to win. Can I make my picks too? This is interesting. Yeah, make your picks. I've got Man City. Real Madrid, because Goose likes Real Madrid, and that's his team, and he is a frequent member of this podcast. True that. Man, Bayern Munich's going to beat Salzburg, but I don't want him to. Liverpool, Juventus, because they've got McKinney. Chelsea, AX, I guess, and Man United. See, but teams like Benfica, Ajax, Salzburg, even Sporting, are teams that are less well-known in the world, but like they are constantly in the premier in the um sorry Champions League and I Ajax is pretty good they're all they're all very good teams like I wouldn't count any of them out you know well I want Salzburg to win but they probably won't they're good Bayern Munich because nobody's beating them I pretty I hope I picked them to win the Bundesliga because they will maybe I don't know we're not talking about that so that is the Champions League the round of 16 begins February 15th goes into the next week That's the first leg because they do two legs. And then the second leg is in March. And then the quarterfinals take place in early April. The semifinals in late April and early May. And then the final is on May 28th from St. Petersburg, Russia, if Russia doesn't invade Ukraine. So it, listen, they might, I don't know. Uh Uh-oh. So with all that, the final is February 28th. We don't know who's going to be facing off because after the round of 16, they do another draw to figure out who's going to face off in the quarterfinals. So right now, M. Adams, who is your pick for the final? Who's going to win the final? Who is your, who's your betting favorite right now? I mean, any, any day, every day, I'll take Liverpool. Yeah. Um, yeah. But God. if you look at the teams left, it's normally the Premier League teams and either PSG or Real. So like, it, I'm going to say... I'm, I'm going to give you my top three. Okay. I will do Liverpool, Chelsea. Ah! Okay, yeah. I'm going to say City's going to focus on the Premier League because they know they're up top. And I'm going to go with Liverpool, 
Chelsea and PSG. Ooh. Liverpool's probably going to lose to whoever they're playing. I would like to remind you, out of all of those teams, who do you think has the most uh, Champions League wins? Oh, I didn't look that up, so it's probably Chelsea because they just won it, but you know. Nope! Because when it comes to the Champions League, Liverpool is always on top. Real Madrid has the most wins, and then AC Milan, and then Liverpool and Bayern are tied for third. AC Milan? Where's Chelsea? Not even close, babe. <laughs> um, Chelsea is, oh, no. has two. Chelsea has two, and Liverpool has six. Man, well, they're gonna get a third. They're gonna. It's gonna be okay. Ajax has four wins. How about that? Wow. Good thing I picked him to win the round of sixteen. Nice try, buddy. Okay, so we've gotten through Premier League. We've done Club World Cup. That's Champions League, and the Champions League returns. And in the U.S., you can watch it on CBS or Paramount Plus, and they're putting a bunch of games on CBS in the afternoons so that'll be interesting i didn't ask that so before we get to what everybody's waiting for which is u.s soccer we've got a couple of english cups that are coming down to the final clubs we've got the carabao cup which is the efl cup of course you know they have to have a sponsor for it that is down to the final two who are chelsea and liverpool Oh, they're going to face off for the third time this season on February 27th. The last two times they played, both were in the Premier League. They drew 1-1 in August and 2-2 back on the second of this month. But they can't draw in the final. Going to go to penalties. Is that your prediction? It's going to go to penalties? Yep. Liverpool went on penalties 5-4. to four. Chelsea went on penalties 5-0. How about that? <laughs> Salah's going to woo. So Chelsea beat up Tottenham in the semifinal. We're talking about how they were playing Tottenham. Tottenham did not score a goal in the semifinal. Liverpool overcame Arsenal in the second leg in the semifinal because they drew nil-nil in the first leg. But then, you know, other happened. So I guess we have our picks now. It's going to go to penalties and Chelsea's going to win. And Liverpool's going to win. But that'll be exciting. Ooh, I'm I'm hyped for that match. That's going to be good. It's going to be really fun. So there are two big English cups right now. That's the EFL cup. And then the FA cup is not as far along. The fourth round gets underway next week. A bunch of teams are playing like Man United, West Ham, Chelsea, Everton, Norwich, Manchester, Liverpool, Liverpool, Tottenham. Like there's still like a ton of teams out there. Let's look at big teams that could lose. I think that's a fun one. Um, I think Everton could lose to Brentford. Well, it looks like they're um, both one seeds. Is that is that a seed it has there? I think so. I, I no no. It's um it's the league they're in. Like they're in the Premier League, League One, League Two. Oh, well, Kidderminster Harriers is really rolling because they're in the sixth league. I think underdogs go underdogs. And it's oh my gosh, Kidderminster. Is that right? Kidderminster plays West Ham at Kidderminster. Is that an actual town? I want to see them win. Um, That's not going to happen. Chelsea plays Plymouth. I think Norwich and Wolves will be a good game. Tottenham and Brighton will be a good game. Nottingham and Leicester might be a good game. Oh, is Liverpool going to lose to uh, Cardiff? Are they even in England or aren't they in like Wales or something? I think I think they're in Wales. <laughs> they're going to lose to a Wales team. Welsh team. Haven't there only been two Welsh teams in the Premier League ever? Who was the other Welsh team? I have no clue. That's not a fact. Swansea. 
Uh, Swan Dude's decent. Yeah, so there you go. Those are the two. No one cares. No one cares about the FA Cup. It's in the fourth round, except if there's a big upset. So the fifth round takes place in March. The fourth round starts on the 4th of February and goes until the 6th. So that's next week. And then the quarterfinals in March. And then the semifinals take place on April 23rd. The final of the FA Cup is on March 14th. And the FA Cup and the EFL Cup are on ESPN Plus in the U.S., like Chelsea and Liverpool. We get it! So that's all for Europe. But now, to close out Emma Adams' appearance on the podcast, we have got CONCACAF. World Cup qualifiers in the U.S., which Emma Adams has no clue about. So we're going to explain it to her. So before we get to the games, let's start with what's going on because we've got World Cup qualifying. Nobody in North America, Caribbean, Central America, CONCACAF. Cares about this. Needs some ice for that sick burn. Nobody in CONCACAF has qualified at the moment. However, Canada is in first place at 16 points. Canada's been rolling because they were not expected to be in first place. The U.S. is right behind them and second with 15. Mexico is third at 14. And Panama is fourth at 14. So they're tied with Mexico. And Panama is a pretty big surprise, too, because they beat the U.S. earlier last year. So how about that? So let's get to the games because Thursday of this week, this Thursday... The U.S. plays El Salvador in Columbus, Ohio at 7 o'clock on ESPN2 back in September. First match of World Cup qualifying, they drew nil-nil in El Salvador, but this one's in the U.S. And the temperature is going to be 30 degrees at kickoff. How about that? How about that? I wouldn't be playing. I'd be going home. Then it gets worse because Sunday, oh, big match on Sunday. Top two squads in qualifying. The U.S. head north to take on Canada, who's at the top of the table, at 3.05 on Paramount+. Plus. Those two teams drew one-to-one back in September, and I believe at 3 o'clock on Sunday, it is supposed to be 20 degrees. Mm-mm-mm. That's why they, they put the two U.S. games in Columbus, Ohio, and Minnesota in January because they wanted them to get accustomed to the cold so they can play in Canada which makes no sense. Actually, they did it because they don't want a bunch of other opposing fans. So then on Wednesday, final game in the qualifying window, the U.S. face Honduras in St. Paul, Minnesota at 7.30 on FS1. And that game, it's going to be like 20 degrees too at 7 o'clock. The U.S. beat Honduras back in September 4-1. to So at the moment, the U.S. are in second place in World Cup qualifying. Canada's first, not for long though, once the U.S. wins. And Mexico is third. Panama, the surprise, is fourth. And getting top three is crucial because the top three teams in World Cup qualifying and CONCACAF are guaranteed a spot in the World Cup in Qatar. Let's do it. So they got to get top three. And the fourth place, it's okay if you get in fourth because then you go to a playoff, but you go to a playoff against teams from other countries. So you're not guaranteed to get in the World Cup. So you don't want to get in fourth. You want to get top three. And hopefully, it looks like Canada, U.S., and Mexico will probably get top three. Panama, probably not. And then after that, Costa Rica. Costa Rica is usually... Panama and Mexico are tied. Panama is not going to do well, okay? I don't know. After Panama, no, they're not. Okay, so after that, Costa Rica. Costa Rica is usually up there where Panama is, but they have not done so well. So Costa Rica's drop off at nine points. Jamaica has seven. El Salvador has six, and Honduras has three. So the U.S. is playing the top team and the two bottom teams. So hopefully they can win. Hopefully they can get at least seven points. Hopefully they get nine, but seven would be okay. So then after that... 
there's only one more World Cup qualifying international window for the U.S. In late March, they face Mexico and Costa Rica on the road, and they face Panama at home. They better be Panama. And the U.S. beat Mexico 2-0 in November. Dos a cero! They lost to Panama 1-0 in October, and they beat Costa Rica 2-1 in October. So there you go. There's your soccer. I know in uh, Europe, though, a bunch of teams have already qualified. Well, yeah, because it's Europe, and Europe is the home of soccer. Well, not this year because it's in Qatar. Hey, they played the, what was it, the Spanish Supercopa? They played it in Saudi Arabia. Xander's facts? Make it make sense. Well, the they did it because Saudi Arabia said, you want some money? And they said, ooh. They said, yeah. They said, yeah. But this year, the World Cup is, we got to have you back on for the podcast for Champions League final, like we did last year. All right, so there's your soccer, World Cup qualifying, all that stuff. But before we go... Coming up on the podcast, we've got Xander is going to give you the breakdown of last weekend's divisional games because it was crazy. And football, American football. I'm going to get my picks, but Emma Adams wants to make some picks here too. So we have got the two championship games for the conference championships next week. The AFC championship is the Bengals and the Chiefs at three o'clock on CBS. And the NFC championship is the 49ers and the Rams on Sunday at 6.30 on Fox. So, Emma Adams, who are your picks for the NFL games this weekend? I mean, first of all, I have to preface, this is a crazy Final Four. Because if you looked in the season, coming into the season, you would have never guessed this would be the Final Four, except for maybe the Kansas City Chiefs. Well, I picked them to go to the Super Bowl, so yeah. I would have to say it's going to be Kansas versus L.A. So, if it is L.A., It'll be the just the second time in history that a team is playing in their home stadium in the Super Bowl. Like Tampa Bay last year? So that's the first second time in history and the second straight time. How about that? Too many facts. All right. So there we go. We've got, well, we talked soccer, but we also talked football somehow. And Adams had to make her picks. But the Premier League is going on break, but it'll be back soon. We've got Champions League. FIFA Club World Cup is next, starting next week. World Cup qualifiers start Thursday for the U.S. They're going to win the whole thing. And then we've got the EFL Cup final, Chelsea and Liverpool, which is a month away, but still it's going to be awesome. We've got all that to look forward to. That is our soccer update on the Xander's Facts podcast with Emma Adams. EPA, thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. This is Xander's Facts. Thank you once again to the EPA for coming on to the Xander's Facts podcast, our soccer guru. And now we're going to talk some football, which you now know the teams that are playing in this weekend's championship game. So if that was a surprise to you, sorry, but it probably shouldn't have been. Whoops. But anyway, let's talk about how this past weekend's games went down in the divisional round because there were four games and all four of them were one score games. All four of them were great games. It was a tremendous weekend of football. Some are calling it the greatest week of football they've ever seen. I don't know about that. I'm not going to jump on that bandwagon, but it was pretty good. There were three games this past weekend that were decided by a game-winning field goal with no time remaining, and the game that did not have a game-winning field goal had an epic final few minutes of regulation, went to overtime, and was one of the greatest games in the history of the NFL. We're going to talk about it because first there were two games on Saturday. The red-hot Cincinnati Bengals were taking a trip down south to Nashville to take on the top seed in the AFC, the Tennessee 
Titans, and the Titans hadn't played in two weeks because they were the one seed, they got the first round by, and they were getting their star running back Derrick Henry back from injury. Turns out, though, he didn't help that much, only rushing for 62 yards on 20 carries. But Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow played well once again, even though he got sacked nine times because the Cincinnati offensive line is terrible. Watch it, buddy. But at the start of the fourth quarter, the game was tied at 16. Titans got the ball from Cincinnati on a punt. This is 2.43 now left in the fourth quarter. Tennessee drove about 25 yards in two minutes before their quarterback, Ryan Tannehill, threw an interception to the Bengals, gave them the ball, 20 seconds left at the Cincinnati 47-yard line. So all Joe Burrow needed to do was get the Bengals into field goal range. It was like 20, 30 yards, and he did exactly that, setting up the rookie kicker, Evan McPherson, to nail a 52-yard field goal with no time remaining, giving the Bengals the upset win on the road and sending them to their first AFC Championship game in 33 years, and Xander told you the Bengals were going to win. So if you doubted me, sorry. Xander's facts! Then, on Saturday night, in the cold, snowy tundra known as Green Bay, Wisconsin, the 49ers took on the Packers in what was the lowest-scoring matchup of the weekend. It didn't look like that would be the case in the first quarter, though, because the Packers scored a touchdown on their first drive, but after that, they didn't get into the end zone for the rest of the game. In fact, the entire rest of the first half was uneventful because after that drive, there were nine straight drives in the first half by both teams that ended in either a punt or a turnover. San Francisco got on the board, though, with a field goal to start the second half, while a Packers field goal later on gave Green Bay a 10-7 lead in the fourth quarter. 4.41 to play in the fourth quarter. Packers were lining up to punt at their own 12-yard line because their offense wasn't doing anything when their special team woes that plagued them all season, hit again. Like, their special teams, the Packers, has been horrendous this season. And then, the 49ers get to the punter, they block the kick, return the ball into the end zone, that's a touchdown, and the 49ers tied the game. The Packers got the ball back, they punted again, 49ers got the ball, 3 minutes, 20 seconds left, and their quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, let a drive down to the 27-yard line of the Packers before the 49ers sent out their kicker, Robbie Gold, to hit a game-winning 45-yard field goal with no time left to stun Green Bay and send the 49ers to the NFC Championship game, even though I picked the Packers, suck it, Aaron Rodgers, because he is a bad dude. You dummy! And then... Heading over to Sunday, the Rams started out hot, 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 on the road against the defending Super Bowl champions in Tampa Bay. Halftime had the Rams up 20-3 against the Bucks, and a third-quarter touchdown had the Rams up 27-3. However, the quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you might know him, is Tom Brady. And he has been here before, because remember, the Falcons had a lead over the Patriots in the Super Bowl five years ago, which was 28-3. to Why would you do this to me? Also, it's crazy that that was five years ago. But Tom Brady has been here before. So, of course, the Bucks went on to score 24 straight points, and they tied the game with 42 seconds left. The problem for the Buccaneers was that they left 42 seconds left. So... Rams quarterback Matt Stafford had two huge passes to his reliable wide receiver, Cooper Cup, getting the Rams to the 12-yard line with six seconds left. 
letting their kicker, Matt Gay, who was injured in pregame warmups, he got a chance for a game-winning 30-yard field goal to send Los Angeles to the championship game in the NFC. He nailed it, of course. The Rams are moving on to the NFC championship game, but... Here comes a fact! Here's the thing before we go to the next game. There were rumors going around during the game on Sunday that that may have been Tom Brady's final game. Now... Goodbye. We'll see. And then he has a podcast, like Xander does, so he went on his podcast on Monday and said, basically, yeah, that could happen. So we don't know. Tom might not even know if he's going to play next season. But I'm not going to jump to any conclusions until I see it, because Tom Brady still was balling out this year at 45 years old. So that was the Sunday early game. And then the Sunday night game. It was already the game of the week that we thought before the weekend. And then the game happened. And now... A bunch of people are calling it one of the greatest games in the history of the NFL. Was it? Maybe. Big game alert! I haven't been alive for that long. But it was definitely one of the greatest games I have ever seen. Well, the final two minutes of the fourth quarter and the next period. Let's talk about it because it was a rematch of last year's AFC Championship game as the Bills faced off against the Chiefs in Kansas City. And let's just say, if you went to bed early, you missed an all-time classic finish. I don't know why you go to bed early anyway. Because the game started at 6.30. It wasn't a Sunday night 8 o'clock game. It started at 6.30, so it only ended at 10, which is good. Nice fact. But you might have wanted to turn off early because it was sluggish early. At halftime, the two teams were tied at 14, but it got good in the second half. The Chiefs held a 23-21 lead Heading into the fourth quarter, which is where the madness began, because the Chiefs extended their lead with a field goal, 26-21 with 8.55 remaining, giving the ball to the Bills, and their quarterback, Josh Allen, who took seven minutes to drive down the field, where they ended up in the end zone and converted a two-point conversion with a minute 54 left to take a 29-26 lead over the Chiefs. But then they gave the ball to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, and Mahomes took one little strike, Boom! 64 yards to Tyreek Hill. Chiefs back of the lead with a minute, two seconds left. And then it only took Josh Allen and the Bills 49 seconds to take the Bills down 75 yards, finding Gabriel Davis in the end zone. That was Gabriel Davis's fourth receiving touchdown of the game. He got four touchdowns in the game. He's going to be on some fantasy teams next year. And that left only 13 seconds left. The Bills were like, we just won this game. They've only got 13 seconds left. We're going to go to the AFC Championship game. Oh my gosh. But here's the thing. Uh Uh-oh. There were 13 seconds left. Well, when the Chiefs were getting ready to get back on the field, Chiefs head coach Andy Reid said that he told his quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, When things are grim, be the grim reaper. And Mahomes was the grim reaper. He hit Tyreek Hill and then Travis Kelsey for two quick passes. He got the Chiefs to the 31-yard line with three seconds left. It took 10 seconds, giving their kicker, Harrison Bucker, a 49-yard try to send it into overtime. And he did just that. So all four games this weekend ended regulation 
with field goals. It's a fact. How about that? But this one was not over. It was tied at 36. So we kept going. They went to overtime. And in overtime, the team who wins the coin toss gets the ball. And the team that possesses the ball first in overtime, if they score a touchdown, they win the game. Kansas City got the coin toss. And the Bills defense didn't stop them. Kansas City scored a touchdown. The Chiefs are going to the AFC Championship game. And now a lot of people love that game so much that they wanted more football. So a lot of people are arguing that they need to change the overtime rules so that both teams have a chance in overtime, which I mean, I don't know. A thing I did see, though, that I thought would be interesting was that the game could only end if the first team scored eight points, so they have to score a touchdown in a two-point conversion, because right now they don't even have to kick the extra point, the game's over. But I bet the NFL is probably going to talk about that this offseason. But overall, those were the four games. What a weekend of football. It sets up this weekend's conference championship games. Last week, I went three and one on my picks. The stupid Packers! Don't know why I picked them. But that's 75% of games, and the yearly record is 179 wins, 105 losses. 63% of games picked have been correct. So, if you say so, let's go to the conference championship predictions for this weekend. Let's begin with the AFC championship game. It's the four-seed Cincinnati Bengals heading to Kansas City to take on the two-seed Kansas City Chiefs Sunday at 3 o'clock on CBS and Paramount+. Plus. And we got an epic quarterback battle last week with Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. And now we get Mahomes and Joe Burrow this week with a Super Bowl berth on the line as the Chiefs are trying to get to yet another Super Bowl with Mahomes. In the playoffs, though, Joe Burrow has completed 73.2% of his passes, which is the highest rate in playoff history for a player playing in his first two playoff games. It's the truth. How about that? And of course... Mahomes led the Chiefs to score 17 points in the final two minutes in overtime last week. These two teams met in Cincinnati, though, back in week 17. The Bengals won 34-31, and they clinched the AFC North. Joe Burrow threw for 446 yards and four touchdowns in that game. This time around, though, the game is in Kansas City, a place Joe Burrow has never played in. So, I would expect another close contest, but like I did at the beginning of the season, the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl. I've got the Chiefs winning the game, but it should be another good one. And the Bengals, watch out for them because if they can like fix their offensive line, like that's all they need. Because then Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, all those guys, watch out, buddy. Yum. So that's the AFC Championship game. Then the NFC Championship game has the six-seed San Francisco 49ers. Head into Los Angeles to take on the four-seeded Rams on Sunday at 6.30 on Fox. The NFC Championship game brings these two teams together for the third time this season. And this is the first time since 2014 that two divisional opponents meet up in a conference championship game when those two teams in 2014 were the Seahawks and the 49ers. So the 49ers know a little bit about playing divisional opponents in the conference championship game. The Niners have won six straight games over the Rams, though, including a 31-10 stomping in Week 10 and a 27-24 overtime comeback win in the final week of the regular season. So if the 49ers win, it will be the 23rd time since the 1970 AFL-NFL merger that a team has beaten a single team three times in a season. This is a fact. Despite all that, though, the 49ers got beat up in Green Bay. Their star tackle, Trent Williams, 
and their wide receiver Debo Samuel were injured in the game. However, they are expected to play. But the Rams offense with Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup were on fire in the first half against Tampa Bay and again on that final drive setting up the game-winning field goal. So I've got another close game in Los Angeles, but I think the Rams are going to do just enough on offense. Slow down the 49ers. They will get the win. The Rams are going to the Super Bowl. That's cool. Xander's facts. So the winners of those two games will advance to the 56th edition of the Super Bowl. That is in two weeks. And it will be played at SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California, which is the home of the Rams and the Chargers. So if the Rams advance, they will be just the second team in history to host a Super Bowl they are playing in after the Buccaneers did it last year, as we just said five minutes ago on the podcast. Really? So there you have it. I have only missed one game these whole playoffs, so you might want to listen to me. Xander warned you. Xander's facts. It's going to be a Chiefs-Rams Super Bowl. There you go. So those are the football facts. And that is the Xander's Facts podcast for this week. Episode 51 of the podcast. We did our football picks and we got our soccer update with Emma Adams. So now everyone knows what's going on in soccer and everybody's going to watch the U.S. play on Thursday and then play against Canada on Sunday during the AFC Championship game. Why would they schedule it during the AFC Championship game? I don't know. It's very silly. Well, actually, Canada scheduled it, so even more silly. But that's the facts for this week. Thank you all for listening. And remember, if you liked the podcast this week, if you liked all the facts we had, remember to click the follow button, download the podcast, rate the podcast, review the podcast, five stars, and then go on all your socials, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Xander's Facts, that's Xander with a Z. And most importantly, Tell all your friends, Xander's Facts Podcast, tell them all that the Rams and the Chiefs are going to the Super Bowl, and then when they do, how'd you know that? Xander told me. Xander's Facts. That is it. That is a wrap on episode 51 of the podcast. Next week is the one-year anniversary of the Xander's Facts Podcast, and Xander has got some things planned. First off, we got a big announcement about Xander's Facts next week, so be sure to tune in for that. And plus, next week, we are going to be talking some politics, specifically Virginia. I don't know if you've been hearing the news recently, but there's a new governor in Virginia. His name is Glenjamin, and he's been doing some things. So, we're going to talk about them on the Xander's Facts podcast. I bet everyone wants my reaction to what's going on right now in Virginia. You're going to get that next week on the one-year anniversary of the Xander's Facts podcast. Check it out next Wednesday. Did you know that? But that is a wrap on episode 51 of the podcast. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see y'all with episode 52 next week. Nugget.